power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your grace that is sufficient for us and for your strength that is made perfect even in the times of our weakness. Father, we are gathered this morning and this gathering is unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. I may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit. And I declare a supernatural injunction in the activity of the enemy in this place. We declare this place and the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their Father this morning. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. And lift up your right hand and make this declaration. Say, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I'm not hearing you. Say, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Say, this morning, morning, I declare declare that my mind mind is alert. alert. Say, I declare declare that my spirit spirit is alive. alive. Say, this morning, morning, I declare declare that my spirit spirit is alert. alert. And this morning, I receive the word of God into my spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord once again. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready for the word this morning? All right. Church can still go on without instrument. Somebody's wondering why am I holding the microphone? It's for the Facebook people. Uh, there are no speakers, but it's going through the airwaves, so the, the Facebook people must hear. Hallelujah. And so we have a clearer broadcast. Amen? Amen. Yeah, but ban or no ban, we will worship God. I mean, when the instruments are not there, as I said last week, you even feel, sometimes you feel the worship even more. Because you can hear each other and, you know, the, the atmosphere is different. Amen. So for the next is it three or four Sundays, it be so no it go day, but we like it, Amen. All right, so today I'm continuing with the series I started on the spirit realm, and uh, I started with dreams and visions last week. So today is dreams and visions two. So the focus is going to be more on on the visions part of it. Hallelujah. Some of you if you say oh, a vision is there then. Say to the prophets and the men of God and things like that. It's because you don't understand the subject of visions. You think you don't get visions. Tell somebody you are more spiritual than you think. Tell another person you are more spiritual than you think. Hallelujah. One of my aims is that by the time we are done with this series, you discover certain things. You see, your, your eyes will be opened to certain things. Hallelujah. Yes. You see, when you are very aware of this realm of the spirit, your work with God is nicer. Amen? 
Yeah. If, if you see something, you thought it was a vision. You weren't too sure. And later you realize that ah, what you saw came to pass. Maybe you saw the thing during prayer. You want to go and pray again. If your prayer is done, nothing like as usual. Their prayer even becomes a chore. Hallelujah. And may God take you into deeper realms in him in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Some of the people who are very fervent and very passionate about the things of God is because of experiences they've had. They have reference points. And God will give everybody a reference point. You see, Moses could never have backslidden after that burning bush experience. I mean, what would you say for him to doubt God? Hallelujah. Everybody needs a certain reference point in their life. And God will give you a reference point in the name of Jesus. When you are discouraged and you want to give up on the faith, you will remember that reference point and you will go back where you are supposed to be. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's good to have supernatural experiences. It's good. It's, it's part of our work with God. Just that sometimes we skew our mind when it comes to the supernatural experiences. You see, something like visions. Eh? God, God can show anybody a vision. But the fact that you don't see many visions doesn't mean you are not spiritual. Let me establish that fact. I told you last week that for me, a lot of people think visions are superior to dreams, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I've worked with God for a long time. So take it from me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Visions are not superior to dreams. They are not superior to dreams. So if you are a dreamer, you are also very spiritual. If there is somebody who is given to visions, that person is also spiritual. Hallelujah. None is more important than the other. When I start showing you the types of visions, some people even say there are certain visions that are a higher realm of it. There is nothing like higher realm and... They are all visions. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I've come to realize that the things we hallow as human beings, God doesn't even see. Mm. The things we regard, we rate. When it comes to God's system of ranking, it's completely different. Completely different. I told you that in the Bible, it's not all the prophets that were seers. Look, one of the most anointed prophets in the Bible, one of the most significant prophets in the Bible, judging by the content of his prophecy and what God chose to use him to prophesy. You see, the most important event in the Bible is anything that had to do with the birth of Jesus Christ and those kind of things. Everything in the Bible, come, that is the center. Everything just comes to that. You know, when water is... Is draining out of a sink. It comes from everywhere and just enters one. Jesus is the center of everything. Hallelujah. And the one prophet God used to prophesy about this event the most was who? Isaiah. If I'm not mistaken, go through all the 60-something chapters of Isaiah. There was only one time Isaiah saw a vision. That was Isaiah chapter 6. Only once. That was when he said, um, in the year Queen Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high, mighty, lifted up, and blah, 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 blah. And his was more of prophetic utterance and prophetic writing. The Spirit of God comes upon him and he makes utterances, speaks accurate, and the things he said, we've seen them come to pass. But the man wasn't given to too many visions. In the whole of Isaiah, once, Isaiah chapter 6, all right? So I'm trying to reorient your mind 
where certain things are concerned. Tell another person, you are more spiritual than you think. And tell a last person, you are more spiritual than you think. Hallelujah. The devil wants you to remain in ignorance. When you remain in ignorance and you see yourself as unspiritual, as for us, that is when he can get you easily. But when you see yourself at a certain level, <laughs> when he himself, when he's coming around you, he, he's careful. He's careful. The devil wants you, you to see yourself as a sinner. He wants you to see yourself as you are weak spiritually. And as you see yourself, that is how you are in front of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So my aim is to open your eyes to certain things. So that when they happen to you, you know that oh. So somebody asks, why do we need to study about visions? Why do we need to learn about visions? One reason is that God speaks to us through visions. Okay? So if you know visions and the characteristics of visions and the types of visions, when God speaks to you, you perceive it. You get what God is trying to say. If you don't know the types of visions, and maybe there's only one in your mind, that is... In your mind, that is what a vision is. It means even if God gives you a vision and it is not that type of vision, you will not, you will not know. So you just be there and things will be happening around you and, and you don't know. Hallelujah. So the main reason why we need to study about visions is that God speaks to us through visions. Job 33, 14 that I read last week. He said, God speaks to us once, yea, twice, but man perceiveth it not. So in the visions and in the dreams of the night, he opens our ears and seals our instruction. So it is one of the ways in which God instructs us. It's one of the ways in which God directs us. It's one of the ways in which God reveals hidden truths to us. Hallelujah. Some of you, there are hidden truths in your family. God has been showing you in visions, but you don't even know that is a vision you are seeing. You see, a lot of us, our prayers are not effective because we are praying amiss. The bed is on the tree here, but you are firing the gun into the air and wasting bullets. You know, if you knew that the, the thing was here, just once, pop, and it is done. May God bring you to that realm in the name of Jesus. A lot of us are praying, doing things in the spirit, and we are not seeing results. It's because you are misfiring. It's like boxing in the dark. I imagine you are boxing somebody in the dark. You go and stand in the corner. You are doing this. You are punching the air. You are standing behind you. You are gone. So we need these things to enlighten us. To enlighten us as believers. You see, we've come to a point in Christianity where some people want it to look like some of these things are the preserve of a certain elite in the kingdom of God. But I don't believe in that. Hallelujah. I don't believe in that. All of us are children of God. God speaks to all of us. Look, it will surprise you that when you go into a church, eh, in God's eyes, the most anointed person is not even the pastor. It's not even the pastor. Or the one who is closest to God is not necessarily the pastor. Why are you quiet? <laughs> it's, it's, it's possible. Look, we all have our individual relationships with God. Though. Everybody has this, you know, with God. Let's move away from this a system where power is centralized. It must be decentralized. Everybody must be a power operator and an operator in the gifts of the spirit. Everybody. 
the world will be a, a, a way better place if all of us had that mentality. If we all had the boldness to be praying for the sick people in the house, pray, and ye yeah, pray, and ye yeah, pray, and, and one day, one day, say one day, one day. Aha, it's going to happen. It's not every day that there will be a crusade for you to invite that person in your home to come for, for the person to come and see the power of God, for the person to repent. We need to enter the era of domestic manifestations of the power of God. Domestic manifestations. So we need to learn about vision. We need to learn about vision. Hallelujah. So somebody will ask, what are the types of vision? This was the most difficult part of preparing the sermon. The types of visions. It's like, there are some that don't fall anyway. <laughs> it's different. So I created a category for unclassified. Uh-huh. I know. I realize in medicine when they are struggling to put something somewhere unclassified. So me to have unclassified visions uh, is neither here nor there. Hallelujah. Even the ones I've classified, some of them they are some way, but take it like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, there are different systems of classification. There are different ways you can classify. You may have heard me speak about visions before, but today the way I approach it will be different from how I approach it some time back. All right? So, for example, when it comes to diseases, maybe, let's say, classification of... You let me talk hematology. That's what I know. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. You can decide to classify it according to T-cell, B-cell. That's one system. Okay? You can decide to classify it according to it being indolent, intermediate, or aggressive. That's another system. Okay? All right. So, <laughs> so hey, Jairof, <laughs> be spiritual, be spiritual. <laughs> yeah, you might tell you resident, take the note. <laughs> you see, so there are, there are different systems of classification. So when I was when 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 I look at the, the the subject of visions, I realize that you can decide to classify in many different ways. All right, you can do a broad classification, and then you can do a detailed. So I'm going to try to combine all. All right, combine all. So what are the broad types of visions? So what I've actually done is that I'll give you the broad types, and then we'll talk about characteristics. So the characteristics will expound on some of them, all right? So the broad types of vision. Number one is what we call the open vision. Say the open vision. All right. The second type is what we call, if there's open, then there'll be what? It's as simple as that. So there are closed visions, there are open visions. And then there are what I call inner visions. And then the unclassified visions. Alright? So open visions, closed visions. So you see, if your, your idea of what a vision is, is an open vision. If God gives you a closed vision, you wouldn't see that. You wouldn't think you have seen a vision. Or God decides to give you an inner vision. You wouldn't think you have seen a vision. Alright? So what is an open vision? In an open vision... You are seen in the realm of the spirit and seen in the physical realm at the same time. You are seen in the realm of the spirit and seen in the physical realm at the same time. That means your, your 
consciousness or your senses are not um, muted. You are seen in the physical realm and then seen in the spirit at the same time. Let me give you an example. Second Kings chapter 6 verse 17. Second Kings chapter 6 verse 17. Second Kings chapter 6 verse 17. Okay, you before that, let, let's go to the verse. Um, I want to build the point. Okay, he said, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host encompassed the city, both with horses and chariots. So they were coming to intimidate the man of God, arrest the man of God. So they sent chariots. You see, when you are anointed, eh, a whole army is needed to bring you down. And that is why nobody can bring you down. Yeah. Hallelujah. Nobody can bring you down. I mean, one man sent one policeman to go and catch him. But they sent an entire battalion to go and arrest one unarmed man. In the physical, he was unarmed. But in the spirit, he was carrying intercontinental ballistic missiles. They sent an entire army. He said, when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host encompassed the city, both with horses and chariots. That means it wasn't just footmen. Horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Verse 16. Sometimes the, 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 the servants, they can even instill more fear. Hey, we are finished. We are finished. We are finished. We are dead. Verse 16. He said, And he answered, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Hallelujah. Today, this is somebody's word. Any aspect of your life you are facing attacks. Today, I speak this word into your spirit. That those that are for you are more than those that are against you. I don't care where the attacks are coming from. From your background, from your workplace. Today, let it be in your spirit that those that are for you are more than those that are against you. Hallelujah. Verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Hallelujah. This is an open vision. So the mountain was there before, but there was nothing on it. He could see the mountain, the, the city, he could see. But there was nothing on it. But after the prayer, Elisha prayed. God opened his eyes and suddenly he was now seeing the mountains that were physical mountains. And he was seeing into the spirit and seeing the chariots of God and the horses of God that were surrounding them. Hallelujah. So that is an example of an open vision where you are seeing in the realm of the spirit and seeing in the physical realm at the same time. At the same time. Right? So that's when it can happen. Sometimes God can just open. And, and you know, some of these things, when you're not very experienced, as I told you, the, 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 the line between the natural and the supernatural can be very thin. So sometimes you can have a very supernatural experience and mistake it for a natural experience. When I was growing up as a Christian, a lot of the open visions I had, initially I thought... I was just seeing normally. 
And with most of them, it was on hindsight that I realized that, no, this thing I was seeing, it wasn't normal. It wasn't normal. Because some of them didn't make sense. You try to play the logic rule, it doesn't make sense. And I realized that, no, this thing, I was seeing beyond the realm of the physical. Hallelujah. You see, it is, it is okay to come to the point where you are not sure whether it was in the spirit you saw the thing or in the flesh. Let me show you an example. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2. This is a whole apostle, Paul speaking. And it is this kind of vision that I classify as unclassified. You can't tell where it falls. Unclassified. So he said, I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Now look, I was saying, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knew it. As to whether it was in the spirit or in the flesh, he couldn't tell. All right? So if even Apostle Paul, a whole Apostle Paul, author of two-thirds of the New Testament, raiser of the dead, healer of the sick, teacher extraordinaire, he could be holding all night, teaching. Somebody will fall from the window. Die. You can't resurrect the person. And he won't turn the thing into a miracle service. So he'll continue teaching like that. Chester is normal. Ah, me if I'm teaching. <laughs> Somebody dies. I resurrect the person. I'm going to go Today be today. Put on the cameras. God is about to move. <laughs> The man went and continued teaching the word because this one was normal to him. Even him, he was confused though. Whether this and I saw it in the spirit or I saw it in the flesh. So it's okay when there are times that you are not sure. It's okay. There are times you, you will not be sure. You see, this thing about the realm of the spirit, it's, it's a school. It's a school. You learn as you move forward. You become more confident as you move forward. Sometimes you see people and you see them in their current state and you compare yourself to them and you feel intimidated and you feel very unspiritual. They started from somewhere. They said when you look at the mouth of a king, you will never think he has been breastfed before. The mouth of a king, when he's speaking big things. Hey, you, execute this one. Hey, kill this one. Do this, 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 this. He too, one time he was patching and suckling. So don't be intimidated by, I mean, the things you see. Everybody has gone through a certain process. Hallelujah. Everybody has gone through a certain process. So we have open visions where your eyes are open in the natural and open in the spirit at the same time. I told you that there are times there are some human beings you meet and they are not, they are not human beings. So, uh, they are spirits. They're actually spirits. So that is the open vision. And the open vision happens a lot during ministration in the spirit. Okay? So when you watch a prophet minister, you go, no, there's a man standing behind you. You look, you will not see. You will not see any man. But since there's a man standing, there's a certain bed, a black bed hovering over your head. Hey, brah, brah, brah. <laughs> That is what we call an open vision. I've seen a lot of open visions where I've seen writings. 
So I'm ministering, it's like a screen just comes. I can still see the people. I can see that this is black, this is this, that, that, that. And a screen just appears and I see a writing. And I begin to read. That's what we call an open vision. But you see, it is only one of the types of vision. So if you don't have that experience, it doesn't mean you are not spiritual. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean you are not spiritual. When I come to the inner vision, you realize that you've probably had it many times. But because you don't know that it is a type of vision, and you're always expecting that you to a screen, a screen will appear, and you see, and you see chariots of fire. Some of you, God doesn't show you those things because you, you'll be confused. You, you'll be afraid. Even some of the men of God, some of the open visions they had, you saw the effect on them. Their knees were trembling. People were talking big things before. The day Isaiah had a vision, that's what even tells you that <laughs> the, man, the vision realm wasn't too much of a strength. The Isaiah chapter 6, no. Before the guy was talking big things and blasting people and this, that, that. When he saw the open vision, he said, I am a man of unclean lips. <laughs> Suddenly he was mellowed. He, he became humble. All of a sudden. Some of you, your heart can't handle it. You'll be confused. You know, there was somebody who made a very interesting statement. He said, a lot of the prophets in the Bible, they fit the characteristics of somebody with, of people with schizophrenia. Mm, grandiose delusions that God is speaking to them. Hey, people are wild though. If you don't know your God, then they will confuse you. He said some of them had schizophrenia. Visual and auditory hallucinations. They are hearing things and seeing things. And they believe that God is speaking to them. And they believe they are special people that are called by God. And a lot of them too, they had persecutory delusions. They felt people were against them. The king wants to kill me and everybody. You know, it's a very, very common <laughs> characteristic among the prophets in the Bible. He said they fit the description of people with schizophrenia. But people with schizophrenia will not prophesy 2,000 years and after years it will come to pass. People with schizophrenia will not stand and call down fire on Mount Camel. And the fire will come out. Like, let us all go and enroll in the realm of schizophrenia. Hallelujah. You see, you can use logic to explain spiritual things to a point. After a point, you can't progress any longer. Because spiritual things are spiritually designed. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that is with open visions. Open visions. And a lot of people, when they start having those things, people, people start thinking, ah, is everything all right with you? One brother I was listening to, he was, ah, he was sitting in a trotter when the thing started. They were on a certain street, and he could see naked people bathing. And he started, ah, why are these people bathing? Everybody was looking at him and said, hey. <laughs> what did you smoke? <laughs> <laughs> he started feeling embarrassed. Like he saw the thing. Naked men and women standing by the roadside bathing. And he was like, ah, when did this town become like this? Just relax. <laughs> what did you smoke? <laughs> this weird thing, you young man, stop it oh, Stop it. So that's what we call the open vision. So with that one, you are seeing in the spirit and seeing in the physical at the same time. The second type is what we call the closed vision. All right? 
in the closed vision your natural senses are suspended so you are only seen in the spirit so that one is as if you are knocked out and this knocking out i'm not talking about sleep necessarily all right and it can take just seconds but during that period you are not aware of your surroundings but you are in the spirit hallelujah that one too can happen during ministration let's read an example of that in in daniel chapter 8 daniel chapter 8 let's start from verse 1 daniel chapter 8 let's read nlt for that one is that during the third year of king belshazzar's reign i daniel saw another vision see another vision following the one that had already appeared to me verse 2 in this vision i was at the fortress of susa so physically he wasn't there but spiritually you know when they say uh-huh this is the type of thing we are talking about <laughs> I was at the fortress of Susa in the province of Elam, standing beside the Ulai River. Next, he said, As I looked up, I saw a ram with two long horns standing beside the river. One of the horns was longer than the other, even though it had grown later than the, than the other one. So, this, this was a, a completely spiritual experience. It's like you are sort of out of your body and as I said it can be a very short thing and in the realm of the spirit information transfer is so efficient and so fast you can see something in five seconds and it will take you 20 minutes to narrate it those of you who have been there before you understand what I'm talking about you take you 20 minutes sometimes ah you watch people ministering prophetic like, ah, so how did you like all this information these plenty things that you are saying at the same time it's that, that is how the realm of the spirit is the concept of time in our realm is completely different from the realm of the spirit it's is different okay i'm showing these things so that when you see somebody doing it you, some people because you don't understand hey now then i'm here this is daniel to his sushum rabbi the spirit went somewhere hallelujah but of course as i say anything god does the devil also takes and tries to camouflage it and do the what do you call it negative version of it so you need to be careful and you need to be very next week i'm i'm, I'm speaking about the prophetic realm all right next week that is what and, and you need to come and listen to it okay i'm speaking about the prophetic realm and maybe we'll do practical skakra and say yeah you're in this that day it will be the day after my birthday so i'll be in the spirit hallelujah i have to come and release some birthday prophetic word into your life so don't miss next sunday you know when people are celebrating their birthday the atmosphere around them is different too uh-huh on my birthday itself the most of the time i'm very happy it's the following day that i, I get into the spirit and this time the following day now has fallen on a sunday ain't it? I'm, I'm declaring it a prophetic service hallelujah <laughs> you know the interesting thing is that the modern day christian and when they say prophetic service hs or the bomb bank number bank account number it's just a small part of it you next week when i when i teach you about the you realize it is broader way broader way 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 broader than this thing that we have limited it to no and it's just a small it's just a micro in fact one a senior prophet in this country that 
I was chatting with him. We we happened to have ministered on the same platform. We finished, we were talking. This is, and I was talking, you so. I was like, Doc, this mentioning of this is, is prophetic ABC. It's ABC. It's like when you are starting school, you start with the ABC. So he says those ones are the prophetic. It's the beginning part. So the, the prophetic is way broader. And if you limit yourself to the, the, the parts that seem spectacular, you will miss out on a lot of things. If I say it's a prophetic service, I can just come and stand here and in the spirit of prophecy, just declare things upon you. And if you receive it in faith, it will work for you. And it's also prophecy. It's always that bra 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 me who are did me who are Those are the ones that we like. <laughs> Hallelujah. What was I saying? The closed vision, right? Yes. So that one is like you are you are sort of taken out of your body, be like that, and you are not aware of your surroundings, even if it's for a very brief moment. All right. So that. Is the second type that is the close vision that one you are fully in the spirit there's nothing like I'm in the physical and I'm in the spirit at the same time no you are fully in the spirit because these places he was mentioning he wasn't there he wasn't standing there he was fully there in the spirit hallelujah so that is the second the third type is what we call an inner vision say an inner vision say it again an inner vision and that is a type that most likely you have been having, but you don't know that it's a type of vision. Let me tell you, a lot of times in prophetic meetings, it can be a combination of open vision, closed vision, and inner vision. But a lot of the things that are seen during prophetic ministrations are inner visions. I'm telling you. You see, the level of confidence of declaring it differs from person to person. Me and you may see the same thing. I can come and see it. But you, you'll be afraid <laughs> to say it. You see, I've told you before that every believer is prophetic. Every believer is prophetic. Every Christian, anybody who has the spirit of God inside him or her is prophetic. It doesn't mean every believer is a prophet. Every believer is prophetic. It's a matter of degree. The resolution, the clarity, it's like cameras, megapixels. Resolution is about how well your camera can differentiate between two things. So it is sharper when it can differentiate. This is blagogy and this is effect. It can separate them nicely. The ones that have low pixel levels, it will be blare. So. Blagoifi. <laughs> it's like uh, we can't tell. <laughs> that, 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 that is how that realm is. You see, we are all prophetic, but some are operating at higher megapixel levels. So they can differentiate between their imagination and what the Spirit of God is showing them with more accuracy and with more confidence. But these are things you build, all right? In the place of intimacy with God and the word and worship and stuff like that, you build that level. But as for inner visions, God has been showing you inner visions. What is an inner vision? With an inner vision, you don't actually see it with your eyes. You see it in your spirit. Inside the depths of your spirit. There are times you are ministering to somebody, you just touch the person. And then you just see a certain picture. You see, that is where 
the resolution comes in <laughs> you see a certain picture and you know that this picture I didn't generate it myself that is the key don't go in the place of prayer you are imagining like Charlie, I have to see something so you are imagining things now you make mistakes all the time you see this thing called the realm of the spirit when you put too much pressure on yourself you won't experience it the way you are supposed to experience it just love God just fellowship with God just be with God and when he wants to show you something he'll show you but if change now you want to see you will see <laughs> you will see that's what I see you will see sometimes it's very very simple you just touch somebody's shoulder and then a picture just comes like that so okay was it my mind is it from my head or is from my spirit let me, let me show you a certain a certain term in the bible you've probably not understood well you see some of these things say it's very easy for you to think it's, it's from the head give me daniel this one will use king james daniel chapter 7 let's read verse 1 daniel chapter 7 he said, in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel lies giving timelines. In time he's coming to talk, he tells you when. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and then visions of what? Of his head. So we, are, we, have, we have what we call visions of the head. You may not even think it's coming from your spirit. You think this one there, ah, am I drink? Haven't you been there before? You've seen something that's a drink, and there are visions of the head. <laughs> but you see, if you can build yourself well and increase your pixel levels in the spirit, you'll be able to differentiate between your imagination and when God is showing you something. Because a lot of times it is God actually trying to show you something. I mean, there are situations where in a place of prayer, somebody's picture just comes into it's like your mind. You just see the person. You are not thinking about the person. You don't have a fight with the person. You don't hate the person. You, you, you don't have a crush on the person. You don't like nothing. But the person just comes to mind like that. It is an inner vision God is trying to tell you. For all you know, at that very moment, the person is going to cross some road. And the car is about to hit the person. So the Holy Spirit is saying, pray and intercede for that person. That is it. You are praying suddenly it's like you see the picture of your mother. That is an inner vision. That's an inner vision. You see a house on fire. You see a house on fire. It could be two things. It could be a revival coming to the house. <laughs> it could also be that the house is coming to burn down. <laughs> so don't be ignorant of these things. Hallelujah. Don't be ignorant. I, I'm telling you that, look, when you are watching TV and people are ministering prophetic, a lot of them, it is this. Just that they have come to the point where they can differentiate. You can differentiate between the two. May God take you there in the name of Jesus. Now, in a vision, you, you see the picture in, in your spirit like that. You see it. Then you see, as we go into the characteristics of visions, let me just move into that. As I still talk about the inner vision, one of the characteristics of visions is that a vision can be in the form of a still picture. So it's just a still picture. All right? It's just a still, it's just one picture you will see. And it's a vision. And let me show you an example. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11. Jeremiah 1, 11. Jeremiah 1, 11. He says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, 
what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. So that was it. A rod of an almond tree. And one no. So it can come in the form of a still picture. So sometimes it's, it's, it's like a, a snapshot. You just see it like that. And it goes away. He said, I see a rod of an almond tree. So this is a still picture. So don't ignore some of those still pictures like flashes that you, you have sometimes. Hallelujah. Especially when we are in a, in a period of fasting and praying and stuff like that. You, you need to stay sharp in the spirit. Sometimes some of these things is, is the solution to your struggles. God will just show you one picture that once you are able to decode, that is it. That's the end of the problem. That's the, that's the end of a long-standing struggle. So it can be in the form of a still picture. It's just a picture. Finished. That is it. Nothing. No motion. Nothing. It's just one frame or one scene. Pop, like that. And it's done. And sometimes that's how the prophetic ministrations come. You just go before front of someone and then you just see one picture. But then you can also have it in motion picture form. So just as you can take a still picture with your phone and you can also record a video with your phone, it's the same when it comes to visions. It can either be a still picture or it can be a motion picture where it's not just one scene, but it can even be just two scenes. I remember there was a day I saw a vision. There was a, a young lady. I was, I was ministering to her. As I got to her, I just saw two scenes. Two scenes. It's like one after the other. The first scene, I saw her holding a cardboard. And on the cardboard, it's like they had used paints, different colors. And it's like some patterns had been made on it. And it was looking very awkward. Like it's supposed to be something nice. But, you know, it's like a cardboard that a child has taken crayon and just written on it. But it was different colors. And then suddenly I saw somebody come. And the person was also holding another cardboard. But this time, a regular shape had been cut out of the cardboard. And the person came, the person was a male. The person came and placed his on top of hers. So now you can imagine a well cut out shape, but the under is a mixture of colors. And the thing became a very beautiful pattern, something that was going to be a hanging. And the interpretation was that God is going to bring somebody into her life. And together, you understand where the whole thing is going. That's right. And she was like, oh, actually, somebody has proposed to her and she feels like he's the person. So she was actually just waiting for some confirmation so that the following week, no, she'll just say yes and then it will. May somebody say yes to you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> so that, that was it. That was it. As individuals, their cardboards were nothing to write home about. But as they brought it together, her colors and his, everything became nice. May that be your story in the name of Jesus. Amen. Only the Christians are saying amen. Some of you are looking at your phone. This is a prophetic time that you must receive the word. <laughs> I'm misbehaving. 
I will bounce you, sir. You be there. <laughs> yeah. So it can be in the form of still pictures and it can be motion pictures. When you look at um, Ezekiel chapter 37, the value of dry bone, it's like some epic movie. Uh, it's like some epic movie. Go, the valley, dry bones. And then suddenly a wind just blows. And then the bones just start, you know, articulating with each other. I'm sure you can hear some noise and this and blah, blah, blah. That's a very serious, epic movie. But that was a vision. Unlike Jeremiah's one, that was just one still picture. Bah! And it was done. And the, the, the motion one is not superior to the still picture one. Hallelujah. The motion one. Because what God was trying to show Jeremiah was a very serious matter. If you read further. When you read further. Okay, let's read further. Verse, verse 12. He said, then said the Lord to me. Thou hast well seen. May God tell you that you have seen well. For I will hasten my word to perform it. May God hasten his word to perform it in your life. Verse 13. He said, And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, What seest thou? And I said, I see a seething pot. Another version says, A boiling pot. And the face thereof is towards the north. Verse 14. Then the Lord said unto me, So the one that he saw, the, the boiling pot, will you classify that as motion or... You can see a boiling pot in a picture. One picture you can see. It was just one scene. Uh, then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north an evil shall break forth upon the inhabitants of the land. This was a very serious vision. Evil coming not to an individual or to even a family, but... A nation still pictures mean to papa like that. So don't think the one that is is more dramatic and more spiritual. These were very spiritual things that God was revealing to, to Jeremiah, but in a very, very, very simple vision. All right. So the visions can come as still pictures and they can come as motion pictures. All right. The third thing you need to know about visions is that there are visions that are straightforward and there are some too that are not straightforward this one for example wasn't a straightforward one God himself had to interpret it for him an almond tree boiling pot facing the north it wasn't a straightforward vision so it required some interpretation. You see, that is why I said you must have a dream book. So maybe you should make a dream stroke visions book. All right? That some you may not understand immediately. It will take a bit of prayer. It will take you speaking to somebody. And some of them, it may take years. I was saying to Bishop Dagfrey, he said a vision he saw 20 years ago. It's now that he's seen the manifestation of the vision. So it's not everyone that day when you see them, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And, and, and sometimes we put pressure on ourselves unnecessarily when it comes to these things. Relax. If it will be interpreted, it will be interpreted immediately. If it's for a time in the future, to, it will come. Hallelujah. The key to these things is that don't put pressure on yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself. You are setting yourself up for mistakes, errors. 
don't be too eager to see. Because if you are eager to see, you will generate things for yourself to see. And you will deceive yourself and deceive others. Just be there if God wants to show you. This, this innovation thing I'm talking about, the key thing is that you don't generate it yourself. It just comes. It just comes. It's like you are not thinking in that direction. The thing just comes like that. Don't ignore such things. Especially when you are fasting and praying. And you are in a very spiritual state. It doesn't mean it's only when you are in a spiritual state. Sometimes when you are even most unspiritual, God can decide that, look, this thing is very urgent. I want to tell you. It doesn't mean be unspiritual. You understand? Some of you, you understand the things in some way. I mean, when I'm unspiritual, they <laughs> to come. So I want to be unspiritual because it's easier for you to be unspiritual. You can come to the point where it's easier for you to be spiritual than unspiritual. You know, you can come to that point. Yeah. Where sinning is hard. A lot of people have been delivered from sin, but they've not been delivered from the appetite for the sin. That is another level, though. Where you have been delivered from that. It's like you don't do the thing, but you still struggle. You still have to do shabalabalabalabalabal one hour before you feel like Charlie, a cop. <laughs> but you can come to the point where you have been delivered from the sin and delivered from the appetite for the sin. And may God take you to that level in the name of Jesus. You know, when you're delivered from the appetite of the sin, when you think about it, it's like, ah, this is what was wrong with me? What was wrong with me? There was a guy who used to drink. When God delivered him, he said when he sees beer, it's like the urine of a goat. Not even a human being. No. That's how he decides. It's like urine of a goat. When he sees people drinking it, it's like, hey, how can you drink this thing? Meanwhile, it wasn't him just beer he was drinking. No. Harder ones. He was drinking harder ones. So God can bring you to that point. Hallelujah. Yes. So, the, what was the last point I made? Yes, there can be straightforward dreams and then there can be ones that are... So let me give you an example of a straightforward dream, a vision. Acts chapter 9, let's read from verse 10 to 13. Give me NLT for that. Acts chapter 9, verse 10 to 13. It says, Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a word, vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. Verse 11. The Lord said, this one is straight. Oh, there's no interpretation like straight, dito, dito, straight. Go over to straight street. It is not a crooked street at all. It is very straight. <laughs> so that means the name of the street was straight. Just like you, they'll say, uh, number 22, Galilee Street, Danso Man, or so, so, and so, and so. So you can see details here. When a friend said, Dito, Dito, like, oh man, Dito, Dito. <laughs> Go over to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. Just a landlord. He had been given the name of the landlord of the house of the person he's supposed to go to. Hey. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus, his hometown. So street name, the name of the street, the landlord's name, the, what do you call it? The hometown of the man and the name of the man himself. And that's not the end, though. He is praying right now. Hey. May, may God let you enter some realms. Yeah. <laughs> He's praying right now, right now. Or bomb by it. He's praying right now. Verse 12. 
I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. So there's a revelation there that he's also blind. This one is a straightforward, there's no mystery in it, there's no dark, it's like straight, 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 straight. Those ones are easy. But almond tree, boiling pot. Uh, yeah, there's a well, sometimes uh, in some way, <laughs> sometimes in some way, hallelujah. But that is God, that's God. He decides to do his things. He said, Of Moses, he said, Other prophets, I speak to them in visions and, and, and dark language. And that's what Moses, I speak to him face to face, mouth to mouth. May God bring you to the point where he doesn't even do logoligi things with you, he tells you straight as it is, and you know what he means. But you see, even with the dark ones, you can come to the point where when it comes, now you understand it. You know exactly what God is trying to say. Yeah. Sometimes in the middle of ministration, you have to be that sharp. Because not everything that is straightforward. Some of them you have to be able to interpret. And you see, when you are ministering the prophetic, one of the things people who operate in the prophetic, one of the mistakes they make is that they try to interpret everything themselves. That is where the mistakes come in. When you try to interpret everything yourself, you may see right, but your interpretation of it may be wrong. The fact that you see a woman with long hair standing in the spirit, standing by a certain guy, it doesn't mean she's going to marry, he's going to marry a woman with long hair. Me, when I enter that realm, I know my limitations. There are times I ask people, what does this mean? There's nothing wrong with it. Because there are times when God wants the person himself to, like, let's do it together. We all have the spirit of God, you know. <laughs> let's, 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 let's prophesy together. What, what are you talking about? I told you before, there was a day I was ministering and my eyes were open. I saw SS written on somebody's chest. If I were to, be, to use my hematology bias, genotype, that God is revealing his genotype to me. I say you, you have sickle cell disease. So you say no. That's when you have to do a check. Go and check again. Go and check again. I know what I'm seeing. Go and check again. But you'll be off completely. When I saw the SS, I asked him, What is SS? He said, It's my initials. You see how I'd have gotten it wrong? <laughs> I would have been completely off. And that is what people who have a prophetic inclination should know. That it's not every time that you should you should be eager to interpret. And that is why people have been deceived. That's why people have been deceived. Look, when you receive a prophecy and it doesn't come through, it doesn't mean the person is a false prophet. Too. There are human errors that can affect the efficiency of the delivery. And we must know this. It's one of the things I'll teach you next week. When I'm teaching you about the prophetic realm. You must accept that there are human errors that can happen in the administration, right? So, there are straightforward ones and there are ones that need interpretation. And you have to know that there are some visions too that come, you see, that's why I said, sometimes it's difficult to classify. There are some that come when you are in between consciousness and, and, and you know, we call that one a trance. A trance. It's like you are in between sleep and being awake. A lot of times, those things can happen when you are fasting, especially when you are very hungry. 
the time when you want to give up you see one of the things i've come to realize with fasting and prayer is that the times your physical strength is lowest that is when your spirit man is highest and that is when many people are tempted to eat and that's where they miss it the time you are very hungry eh? use that time to pray you realize that the prayer will be nicer <laughs> hallelujah yeah when you feel very very weak that's the time to pray because as for the flesh and the spirit they are inversely proportional when one is going up the other is coming down so as your physical strength has reached its lowest it means your spiritual strength is also reaching the highest level as i tell people sometimes hey, when you are weak during fasting prayer you can't you go and lie down don't don't force yourself too much just go and lie down and sometimes you lie down it's like you are sleeping you're not sleeping no you have some very funny something you write those things down they may not have immediate meanings but if you record it in your book maybe one day you see the meaning it's like you are in between being awake and being asleep it's called a trance there was one time when i was a student i was lying on my bed i was watching a man of god minister on my tv and then i fell into a trance so i was aware of my environment but i was somewhere so it's like a a, a hybrid between the open and the whatever you see how the classification can be difficult this one is where will you put it <laughs> and suddenly i could see myself still in the room but i saw myself in a program in a meeting the man of god was ministering at, and i was standing right in the middle of the congregation and as he was ministering he took off his jacket and threw it the the, the auditorium was very big so naturally there's no way he can throw his jacket that far but it located me exactly and the jacket hit me and as soon as the jacket hit me on my bed it was like i felt something like an electric shock so i knew it was an impartation that are taking place you see there's a lot that goes on when you are watching people preaching and you are you are you are listening to people preaching there's a lot of transfer in the same way too if you always want to watch people who are doing immoral things that kind of transfer too can take place very soon you'll be doing the things they are doing the same way you watch somebody prophesy, prophesy, somebody minister in the spirit, somebody minister in the way, somebody teach. You keep watching, 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 watching. One day you find yourself doing the same. In the same way to when you are watching evil things that people are doing. One day, one, if you don't stop, you find yourself doing the same thing. And you probably be doing it better. <laughs> you see, the Bible says, as we behold, we become. What you behold, you become it all what you keep beholding what you keep watching what you keep feeding yourself with you will become and you may be better deeper into it than the ones you receive the impartation from after all the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former so as you are coming after them your depth in the thing must be stronger hallelujah may the lord help everybody amen yeah so we have trances. An example was um, in Acts chapter 10, 9 to 15. Acts 10, 9 to 15. He said, the next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. 
it was about noon so Peter went to pray but at the same time he was hungry so it's only you <laughs> but while the meal was being prepared he fell into a trance he fell into a trance verse 11 he saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners 12 in the sheet were all sorts of animals reptiles and birds 13 then a voice said to him get up Peter kill and eat them if God says that to you where your your enemies are concerned <laughs> verse 14 no Lord Peter declared I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean verse 15 but the voice spoke again do not call something unclean if God has made it clean verse 16 the same vision was repeated three times then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven verse 17 Peter was very perplexed what could this vision mean being perplexed after a vision is normal in another version said, and Peter wondered so sometimes you wonder and the wonder is on different levels you wonder the meaning of the vision you wonder whether it is God that is trying to tell you something you wonder whether this is a vision or it is a figment of your imagination so being perplexed and wondering after a vision is normal Papa Peter himself experienced it so when you experience it don't don't worry small small hallelujah he said just then the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house standing outside the gate verse 18 they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. 19. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. Next. So Peter went down and said, I am the man you are looking for. Why have you come? Next. They said, We were sent by Cornelius. A Roman officer he is a devout and God-fearing man well respected by all the Jews a holy angel instructed him that means Cornelius had also seen a vision a holy angel had instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message you see this was salvation being introduced to the Gentiles first Gentiles to be saved or first gentile to be saved after jesus christ had done this was a very important and momentous he, he was the first of all of us we are gentiles we are not jews okay so god had to use that symbolism the jews used to see the gentiles as unclean like you know so god had to use that symbolism to break that mental stronghold sometimes god will use some visions to break some mental strongholds you have some some ideas that you you've had in your mind for a very long time one dream one vision god can use it to wipe it away i mean you have such dreams that will change your mind and your mentality about certain people and about certain things and even about yourself in the name of jesus yes so that is a trance so the one you are in between sleep and wakefulness all right so it is one type that you need to take very serious let me give you one more and then will close you see there is this type of vision i want to i don't know where to classify it where to put it but 
A lot of people, when you hear them teach about visions, they, they, they say that is the highest and deepest form of a vision. It's found in Daniel chapter 8. Sorry, Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10, verse 8. You see, Daniel had been seeing visions all this while. And um, the word, the Hebrew word, because the New Testament was written in Hebrew, the Hebrew word that was used for those visions is Hazon, right? Hazon. But this particular one, they used a different word for it. And the word is Mara, M-A-R-A, Mara. So a lot of teachers actually say this is the deepest and the highest form of a vision you can have. He says, so I was left there alone. Okay, let's, let's, let's start from the verse 7. Let's start from the verse 7. What did he see? Uh-huh. Okay, you, let's go back some more. Okay, NLT. On April 23rd, you see Daniel's character. <laughs> on April 23rd, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River, <laughs> I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. Verse 6. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Verse 7. He said, only I, Daniel, saw this vision. That means all the other people couldn't see what Daniel was seeing. Alright, nobody else saw it. But look at what happened. He said, only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing. But they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So, with other kinds of visions, when you are seeing it, if there's any experience to come with it, it is you alone. But this one, that's why they, they, they say it's the highest form of vision. Even the people around you, they may not see anything, but they will sense something and they will feel something. So in this case, suddenly, another version says, a great fear fell upon them and they ran out of the room. That is the Mara, the Mara kind of vision. Right? And that's what I say, a lot of theologians, I, I don't think any form of vision is superior to another. Right? But a lot of them say that is the highest and the deepest form of a vision. Where... Others are not seeing what the one seeing the vision is seeing, but they are experiencing the effects of it. Okay? And this kind of vision also can happen a lot during ministrations of the Spirit. Where the one ministering will, will, will see. That times I'm ministering, I, I see a, a, a being enter the building. Sometimes it's not like a human being, human being. You see, it's like a mixture of smoke and fire, but it has a human form. Enters the building. And the moment that happens, the atmosphere just moves to another level. During fire rally this year, I told, there was a time I pointed to a particular direction. I said an angel was moving in that direction. And suddenly it's like a lot of confusion, a lot of commotion in, the, in those places. So we are talking about a vision that not everybody will see, but people will feel the effect. They will feel the effect of the vision. On the Saturday night of fire rally, a lot of people had such experiences. I told you somebody came to me and was explaining something, describing a being with many eyes and things like that. As I said, it's a, it's a cherub. Go and read the Bible. Like, you know, some of these things, you think it's a demon. But the real description of angels and school of ministry, don't worry. 
your angel's exam results will come. Don't worry. I have some surprise B for you. <laughs> That's why I've not released it yet. If you are in the spirit, discern what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes. All right. So that, that, that is what we call the, the Mara. That is what we call the what we call the Mara. So the effect of the vision is felt in the atmosphere. The effect of the vision is felt in the atmosphere. You see, I told you that John the Baptist. The heaven that opened and everything, he, he was the one that was seeing it, all right? But the other people didn't, there was no effect on anybody. So that, you can't classify that as a Mara kind of vision. If you are having a Mara vision right now, you will be seeing, but people around you will feel the effect of what you are seeing. So in this case, why do you think sometimes in a meeting, suddenly somebody will shout? If you ask them why they shouted, they don't know. It's like a, a sudden holy fear just falls upon them. They just shout. It's, it's like God himself has literally walked into the building, more or less. All right? So these are some of, these are some of the things. So visions are, are supposed to be normal things in Christians' lives. But as I said, it's not everybody who is given to visions. Some of you, yours is dreaming. Some of you, too, yours is nothing. <laughs> It's like you, you just believe. <laughs> you believe. And that one too is powerful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah! Ah! Believe. Do you know, <laughs> there's one prophet who is like he's into vision seriously. He sees Jesus almost all the time. And he'll be there, Jesus will walk into his room. He needs to take a decision and Jesus walks into his room. Comes there, hey, this is a, like that is the kind of life he has. And there's another pastor who doesn't have those experiences? And that pastor was feeling like, hey, then telling me I'm not spiritual. Alone. This prophet I'm talking about was sleeping in the house of the pastor. And the morning they woke up and they were talking. I was like, oh, last night, Jesus came to my room. He said, eh? <laughs> he the host. His room is closer to the entrance of the house. And he's also a man of God. So you mean Jesus came here this night? And he bypassed my room and came to you. I'm offended. <laughs> so I was like, ah, then it means I'm not. But the prophet was also worried that maybe God doesn't see him to have a lot of faith. That's why God has to reveal himself so spectacularly. But you, it's like he doesn't reveal, but you're also doing things for God. You're also, you're also affecting lives. You're also preaching the gospel. You are not seeing anything. So he was wishing for <laughs> this guy's kind of thing. He too wants to see the Mara Mara, you know, kind of things, you know. <laughs> you know. So uh, however God deals with you, just be content with it. Hallelujah. Just be content with it. Don't force yourself into anything. And it doesn't make you any less spiritual. I'm telling you the truth. All you need to do is to discover how God speaks to you. That is you as an individual. You have told you things. I see this, that, blah, blah, blah. That is me. Yours may be different. Yours it may just be an inner peace you have about things. It may just be a certain turbulence you feel when something is wrong. That is how God deals with you. And you're also very spiritual. Hallelujah. You don't have to be seeing visions, 360 degrees. 
motion pictures, you can see like it's a revolving pa 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 like that. There's a no 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 no. If that is how God wants you to operate, that is how you operate. It is as the Spirit desires. Hallelujah. But it's necessary for me to teach you these things so that when they happen, you can recognize them. Because it is happening in some of you, your lives, but you just don't know. You are missing it because you don't have the knowledge. And I pray that God will make your spirit man sensitive in the name of Jesus. As I speak right now, let, let there be an impartation of the grace to be sensitive in the spirit. Let, let there be an impartation of the grace to be sharp in the spirit. Let there be an impartation of the grace to be able to descend between the difference between your imagination and the workings and the spirit and the voice of the spirit of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May the Lord move you to a higher pixel level where clarity in the realm of the spirit is concerned in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says, I will do nothing except I reveal it first to my servant, the prophet. Some of you are prophets of your home. Some of you are prophets of your workplace. Some of you are prophets amongst your friends. May God reveal things to you in the name of Jesus. May you be sharp in the spirit in the name of Jesus. May the era of confusion leave you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Receive that impartation now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God I command every form of spiritual blindness to be healed in the name of Jesus I command every form of spiritual deafness to be healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God may the Lord raise a prophetic people may the Lord raise a prophetic church may the Lord raise people who are aware of the realm of the spirit and they know what God is doing at any particular point in time in the name of Jesus Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. May, may, may ambiguity be a thing of the past in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And may God give you the patience to grow in this realm in the name of Jesus. Even when you make mistakes, may God give you the grace to pick up the pieces and to move forward. I release a blessing of supernatural eyesight into your life. I release the blessing of supernatural hearing into your life. I release the blessing of supernatural sensitivity of your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. I declare that spiritual deafness is healed. I declare that spiritual blindness is healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. The glory Father, the glory Son, the glory Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed. Amen. Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Someone overflow!